Welcome to season two of the Boston Rob Show. I forgot to mention that in my uh, last podcast, but yeah, 2020 is going to be season two of the Boston Rob Show podcast. I don't know if that's how people do podcasts now, but Anchor has given me the option to label seasons and episode numbers. So if you're keeping track at home, if you're keeping tally at home, this is season two, episode two, the double deuce. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about. Listen, I normally never care to ever in my life watch the Golden Globes, but Ricky Gervais, uh, a comic who I appreciate, uh, and yeah, he's like way far off the liberal deep end, but he's radical, um, for it. And I appreciate that he, uh, held nothing back in his opening monologue. And if you have not seen it, I highly suggest watching it on YouTube because it's fire. Now, whether you love Hollywood or hate them, whether you think they're elitist snobs or they're your uh, posters on your wall, it doesn't matter because these jokes were so on point. They were just one after another after another making Hollywood laugh, not only at themselves, but the hypocrisy they are and how they don't live in the real world. It was a very Rage Against the Machine opening monologue, so I, I fancied it quite quite a lot. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you some of his jokes, but I said on the last episode, we're going to talk about Messiah. If you haven't watched season one, it's on Netflix and it is effing incredible. Now the concept of the show is that this Messiah, al Masi, uh, this guy arises in the middle East, uh, does some miracles, comes to the U S does some more miracles. And the CIA is after him because they think he's just trying to bring disorder Now, I love it because it kind of reminded me, if you've ever seen the movie Body of Lives with Leo DiCaprio and fat Russell Crowe, that movie is phenomenal. It's like a CIA terrorism movie. And I'm finding that those are some of my favorite movies. I don't know why. And this show is very much like that with uh, religion and the CIA and terrorism and all this stuff. And it's so good. But I'll tell you what, season one ends with the biggest bang ever and it had me so frustrated i'm dying to watch season two and it's not on netflix so just a heads up if you're gonna binge it um you're gonna enjoy it but when season one comes to an end you're gonna freak the f out because it's just so good you you need more that's you know the one thing i appreciate about disney plus is they don't give it all to you at once um now i got disney plus I I paid for it, even though effing Verizon. Now, check on my gripe with Verizon, right? I've been with them for like 10, 15 years. I have an unlimited plan, okay? That's what it's called. I have an unlimited plan. And that's how long I've been with them, that I have a, a, a literally no gigabyte, just unlimited internet plan on my phone. So when Disney Plus first arrives, Verizon offers it to everybody that has a cell phone that has an unlimited plan. So I'm thinking, great, I'm getting Disney Plus for a year for free through Verizon. I don't get a code. I I can't sign up on the promotional page. I can't do none of this. So I call them and they go, oh, no, no, no. We mean one of the new unlimited plans where we tier your gigabytes. So if you use too much, we slow down your internet. And I was like, are you? are you for for real like you understand i've been paying you for over a decade i've been with you for so long that i have your old unlimited and you won't throw a dog a bone they were like nah but you can sign up for the new one and i just laughed (laughs) and i told the lady i said 
So you really want me to lose by no, no congestion, no tearing, no throttling, no whatever you do with the internet service to go and get some service that you guys could be slowing down my Google searches for me to pay you for too? Are you, are you high? And I, I just couldn't believe it, but I'm not getting Disney Plus for free. So I signed up for the free week. The kids loved it. I thought it was just all right. Uh, there's not much. I'll tell you this. If you're an adult and you don't have kids, there's not much. Get the free week, binge watch Mandalorian, and then that's it. Oh, but this is what I was getting to. So what Disney Plus is doing, so you can't binge watch stuff in the first week, is they're rolling out an episode, I think every Friday or Saturday. I don't know when it comes out, Thursday. But they're doing it once a week like TV, which is smart. I appreciate it in the sense that it's, it's you know, it's kind of like a weekly thing you can look forward to. But if you're trying to just get in there, get your free week and get out of there, you're going to have to wait till the Mandalorian's done with to binge it. Um, cause you're only going to get this episode eight right now, which is well worth it for the six ninety nine a month. I'll just say this, the Mandalorian, and I'm not a star Wars fan. Okay. Mandalorian is good. This is the first star Wars show movie, whatever you want. To, I don't know how much stuff there. There's like cartoons out there. There's like made for TV specials. There's Christmas specials. This is the first one I actually love. And it's crazy because it's the first one where finally they put the mother effing Boston accent in the galaxy. Bill Burr's in it, which I couldn't believe. Good on that guy. I've been following Bill Burr for, Christ, it feels like two decades. I've loved this dude since before he had a podcast. When I was buying his stand-up on CD and having to purchase it on HBO when he was doing his first HBO stuff, showing all my friends, you gotta watch this guy, he's from where I'm from. And now the dude's in Star Wars. He's officially made it. Good on Bill Burr. Um, So, yeah. So, I didn't get it free for a year. Disney Plus, I'm paying for it. And if I didn't have kids, I definitely wouldn't be paying for it. Because there's nothing. Like, I don't want to watch stuff on the Disney Vault. I love all those movies. Don't get me wrong. Lion King, Pinocchio, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I don't know what else. Aladdin. Those are all great movies. Robin Hood, Sword in the Stone. Um, they're all excellent, but I, I don't give a F to watch any of them. Like Disney plus is for kids. So I don't know, unless they start coming out with, I'll tell you what, if they make a live action sword in the stone, uh, I will absolutely watch that with my kids. But other than that, Disney plus is not for adults. It's just not. Well, I guess if you're like a star Wars freak, they have every star Wars, anything ever. Um, And the other new thing that's like a phenomenon nowadays in the 20s, well, I guess it started last decade, but it's like guys my age who like to watch cartoons. (laughs) I I don't know. It's a thing. And they buy toys. I I don't know. So if you're one of those, yeah, Disney Plus for you. Um, So Netflix, the Messiah, go watch it all. It's frigging it's so good it makes me angry that's when a movie or a show is really good when it's got you pissed off and you can't get over the fact that you can't watch anymore it's just like the last uh the last kingdom that when that ended i got so mad i was furiously googling stuff going when the fuck when the frig are they releasing the next episode (laughs) with the next season (laughs) so uh my rage comes out in weird weird ways uh, let's see. So, oh, I want to talk about the Golden Globes. 
Uh, I will do that in a minute. This is 2020 is going to be the year of the Bulls on parade, I feel like, because the whole Golden Globes uh, or at least the two trending viral videos today are the Ricky Gervais and the Joaquin Phoenix that they're both trying to be like these anti-corporate rage against the machine, funny yet uh, make you think style of uh, presenters and award acceptors when it's like Hollywood, come on, you're, you're really not like that. Like Joaquin Phoenix is trying to tell everyone not to take a play into Palm Springs for the award show. And then right after he's mumbling like, oh, I can't either. I got to do better. It's like, we get it. You're all like so rich that you don't live in reality. <laughs> A bunch of spoiled brats. You can tell Tom Hanks is an a-hole just by his reactions when the jokes are coming out. Like he was, you know, covering his mouth and making these funny faces. They cut to him. If you watch the video clips of Ricky Gervais' monologue, they cut to Tom Hanks quite a few times, and he's always got this stunned look. Um, like donut like Tom Hanks is the corporate good boy. That's what he reminded me of. Like, don't don't upset the the hierarchy don't 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 bite the hand that feeds but why not like ricky gervais said they're just jokes <laughs> and that's the best kind of comedy that he was dishing out so i'll tell you about his sasha baron cohen's joke uh some more of what joaquin phoenix who i just don't like him I still haven't seen the Joker, but I, I, I hesitate to see the Joker because I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. I just, something about him just reeks of um, probably alcohol, but other than that, just a-holeness. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about uh, 2020 being Year of the Bulls on Parade and uh, the Golden Globes, how awesome the Golden Globes were. We'll do that next here on the Boston Rob Show. Don't forget, if you could take a moment, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes on your phone, all you got to do is open up the iTunes podcast app, search for Boston Rob Show, you scroll to the bottom, you'll see five empty stars, and you click all five of them, and it leaves the podcast with a five-star rating. And I am desperately trying to make this podcast something Something uh, for my listeners, something more definite, something that maybe could bring in some money for me. That'd be amazing. That would be so awesome because then I would get some uh, authority to actually carve out some time for this podcast. Right now, I do it in the middle of dadding. So when I go to commercial break, I actually have to go run and check on kids and cats and dogs. Um, But I really want this podcasting. I think this podcasting thing is so awesome. I'm so glad it's taken because even though everyone and their mother has a podcast, Dax Shepard's winning awards for podcasting, which that guy, I mean, I've heard his podcast. It's okay, but for real, (laughs) the Ron Burgundy podcast is awesome. Bill Burr's podcast is awesome, but it's a great avenue where uh, the sponsorship is very limited Um, and there are no higher ups. Most of the time the host gets to decide what they want to talk about. So it's very much free speech. It's a, it's an awesome avenue for free thought and collaboration and to hear the real inside scoop. So if you could take a moment and help rate this podcast on iTunes, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Uh, when I get back, we're going to talk golden globes. All right, welcome back 
to season two of the Boston Rob Show. I say that with authority, although it really means nothing. <laughs> I just like saying that it's season two. Like there's some important first season that you missed out on. Go and catch up on season one right now on iTunes. Um, no, it's just that anchor gives me the option to put in a season number and episode number. And I figured when I did the first episode of 2020, I'll make this season two. So well, now you can follow along at home. And you, you know the inside joke. I'm the only other one that knows that. <laughs> That's lame. Um, so I was talk, talking about why I love podcasting. Why well, I think podcasting's like the, the real McCoy. You know, you get a more authentic feel when it's not like a corporate sponsored podcast, when it's one of these grassroots or like on YouTube, like on YouTube, Jack Black has Jablinski games. You feel like that's an authentic experience you get to witness Jack Black in uh, where he goes around, he does stuff, you get to see where he eats. It's like this inside tract into their life. Um, that's why I like podcasting, you know, because with some of these dudes, even the bigger podcasts like Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, you feel like they're not influenced by money. Um, they get to say whatever the F they want, even on Bill Burr, Burr's uh, sponsors, he kind of jokes around and rips on them. And that's so refreshing because I'm telling you, working in corporate radio for years and years and years, you, you kind of learn to watch your P's and Q's and learn what you can and can't say. And not that it's a bad thing. It can still be entertaining, but there's nothing like no censorship. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to the no censor joke uh, at the Golden Globes made by Borat himself, Sasha Baron Cohen, in just a minute. But it's the same reason why I tell everyone I know that's either a brand, an influencer, works in morning radio, or, you know, trying to do whatever. Even if, if you're listening and you're like, listen, I just got something to say. I want to build myself into a brand. I want to become an influencer. Start a YouTube channel. If you got a place to shoot, you know, my daughter, I'm trying to get her set up. She's six year old, six years old, and she wants to start a YouTube channel. I've been hesitant, but she's been asking me since she was four. So I finally am starting to cave to it and I'm getting her set up and teaching her how to shoot and edit and all that. But if you got something to say, it's the most real way um, to give a message or to experience someone that you like. You know, for instance, the Jack Black, Jablinski Games channel. It's That is such a good channel. I wish Bill Burr, he has a YouTube channel, but I wish he would do videos, you know, where you get to see him. You get to actually, he puts up like clips of his podcast. I don't even know if it's him. It's probably someone that works for him. Um, but Joe Rogan will put up clips from his podcast onto YouTube, which is just, it's brilliant. And if you're working in radio, I've told all my friends that work in radio, I'm like, man, you got to start a YouTube channel because after the interview ends in radio, they get to interview some rad people. You get some fun things that happen inside those studios. And when the mics shut off, the real talk really starts. And I've always thought like, man, if I get my own show on radio, I want to have, well, I could do it myself, but I'd rather not film. I'd rather be on the other side of the camera and interviewing people or just capturing those conversations when the mic shuts off. In fact, maybe that's what I would call it when the mic's off or mic's not hot. I don't, you know what? We're not branding the, the, the segment right now. You get what I'm saying though. And those conversations in the studio, I thought would be great content or even just interviews after the interview stuff that didn't get to make it to air. I've always, but I brainstorm and daydream about this stuff and I still ain't got a job. So, <laughs> so this will just get taken by someone in radio 
if uh, they're willing to put in the work and edit the videos and upload them to a YouTube channel. I don't get it, man. I, I'm so bummed I'm not working in radio because since I've started my YouTube channel, I've just looked back in regret and how many opportunities I missed working in radio, doing some of the crazy stuff that you visually couldn't see, but we did like a great theater of the mind um, for people on the radio and thought like, man, if this was filmed and all documented on a YouTube channel, that'd be so rad. And there's only quite like a handful of radio stations where I can go to their YouTube channel and kind of access this content. Uh, the big ones, the real big ones do it, like uh, the Breakfast Club and I'm trying to think who else. But it's got to be like a nationally syndicated, which is stupid because those ones are sponsored. You know, there's going to be some censorship or some, they're going to be throwing paid advertisements down your throat. I'm talking about the grassroots, the little names that could become big names by doing this stuff. But enough of my like radio 101 contemplation. Um, I just, you know, I'm telling you this because like I watched the Ricky Gervais thing on YouTube and I access so much stuff via YouTube. It's like little history lessons and entertainment and my news and everything through YouTube. And I know, you know, five years ago, I did not operate like this. I didn't go to YouTube for anything besides like, you know, trying to find a music video. <laughs> and still, when I tell my wife, like the stuff I find on YouTube, she's like, you're crazy. Why are you using YouTube? But it's its own community, and it's rad. So I hope I inspire someone that's listening to this to start a YouTube channel. You know what I love that I've also wanted to do? I just, it's hard because I have kids, and, it, you know, especially when I do go places and film, you don't want to hear kids yelling in the background or tugging at me or jumping in front of the camera or whatever it is. I love some of these YouTubers that go to locations and just give you a virtual tour. That's what one of my dreams was to like, just give you virtual tours of Salem and tell you what they tell you on like these nightly ghost tours and just give it to you through YouTube. I thought that'd be fun. I was like, I would totally watch that because I do. There is a guy I was just watching earlier. He went to, do you remember Jonathan Brandis from the nineties, uh, Hollywood heart heartthrob who hung himself at his Hollywood home. And he went to the front of the home, talked about it, talked about his career, all this stuff, and like toured some of LA. But those things on YouTube, I mean, I gobble it up. <laughs> and now I have useless information, like how Jonathan Brandis killed himself um, in 2003, up in my brain. But I always thought that would be cool to do like some kind of Salem tours uh, and talk about how Peabody is actually Salem, how actually some of the surrounding towns were all Salem. Salem Village, and then Salem Proper. I don't think they called it that, but... So, I don't know. Go start a YouTube channel. You never know. If you live in a cool place, if there's something cool near you, something historic, start a YouTube channel. Film it. Like, with my brother, he lives down in Richmond. He goes and does these hikes and these walks down these river canyons and all... I mean, it's cool, and he sends me these photos... And I got to tell him, maybe if he's listening, Gabe, make videos of that and upload it to YouTube. People would watch that. The first person hike, you know, this is the future. You want to lay on your couch like I do and watch other people hike. So you just get the surround sound, surround uh, visuals of feeling like you're there and being like, yeah, I hiked the Potomac, you know, <laughs> while I was on my couch. This is the 2020s, baby. Destiny is all. So if you got a got an iPhone and go out walking, film it and make a YouTube channel. Uh, 
You don't have to give me credit. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. That's enough of my stupid ideas. Let's get to uh, the Golden Globes. So Ricky Gervais, when he started his monologue by saying, this is the last time I am hosting. I really don't care anymore. My ears perked up and I went, oh, this is going to be so good. This dude is going to toast everybody. In fact, his opening monologue was better than any Comedy Central roast I've seen. And what's that dude's name? The Roastmaster General, Jeff Ross. He, Ricky Gervais gave Jeff Ross a run for his money. I haven't seen Jeff Ross do anything this good in in a while. This was like old Jeff Ross or like uh, two Mike, bumping, bumping Mikes. Is that the Netflix show that was really, really good where him and David Tell was, were just fire? Ricky Gervais could have hung with them on that because that's how how proper he brought it. Proper being an English way to describe wicked awesome. Um, so he opens the show talking about Apple getting into streaming. Everybody claps because tonight's a night to clap for each other and pat, each, pat, our, pat ourselves on the back for being Hollywood elite. And he talks about the morning show, which is the show on Apple streaming service, how it's a show about dignity and integrity and everybody. He has to even pause for applause. And then when he comes back, he goes... And Apple making this show about dignity and integrity when they're creating all this stuff from sweatshops. And then it just cuts to Tim Cook, or if you're Donald Trump, Tim Apple. And it's brilliant. I mean, you could like you could just tell that some people were mortified, including Tom Hanks. They kept cutting to Tom Hanks every time Ricky Gervais said something gnarly. Like his next joke was, you know, if ISIS started a streaming network, you all would call your agent. And Tom Hanks just like jaw dropped. You know, the, the camera cuts to him. And I was like, yo, Tom Hanks is the dude that wants to talk to the manager. Uh Uh-oh, you gotta go pee? Oh, we're gonna have to take a break and I will be right back. Sorry, working on potty training here on season two of the Boston Rob Show, but happy to say my son hit the mark. He's getting good at it. <laughs> so I had to take another moment to podcast. I, 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 I'm telling you, thank God for podcast magic because dadding full-time is is tough, man. Those parents out there potty training, you hear me, you feel me. Um, but what I was talking about was Tom Hanks. He totally, he's the corporate good boy. As much as yeah, he's respected for what he does in acting, I still think he's that uh, corporate yes man, the the hierarchies love him and when Ricky Gervais was going off rocking the boat he um seemed to want to talk to a manager that was the face that was the vibe I got from him like Tom Hanks was going to talk to a manager after that show about what he had heard Tom Hanks, he's such a goody two-shoes. He, You play make-believe for a living, Tom Hanks. Calm the F down, okay? You play make-believe. Uh, the other person that I absolutely loved what they had to say when they came out. I'm telling you, this is 2020s, the year of the Bulls on Parade. It's It's got a Rage Against the Machine vibe to it because Sasha Baron Cohen... I don't know if I talked about his uh, speech against Mark Zuckerberg and how Zuck doesn't censor Nazis on Facebook, although he should. 
Nazi speech isn't free speech. Sorry to break it to you, folks. Not all speech is protected. And when it comes to Nazis, their lives don't matter. And uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had a great joke. Great jo- I want to see Jojo Rabbit. I guess he was presenting something for Jojo Rabbit, the Taika Watiti movie, which is about Hitler something i don't know it's a comedy about hitler which you got me there but the trailers even look funnier i have to see this movie forgive me if you've seen it and i'm describing it horribly but sasha baron cohen goes on to say this Uh, the um the hero of this next movie is a naive misguided child who spreads Nazi propaganda and only has imaginary friends. His name is Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, this is an old intro for the social network. (laughs) Dude, Sasha Baron, I love that effing dude. And if you haven't seen, just look up on YouTube. Again, use YouTube because you can find everything there. This is not a commercial for YouTube, by the way. I, I am against some of the stuff they do. But if you want to find uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's speech on free speech and Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and why he's got a beef with them, which is a very legit beef, and he describes it extremely poignantly, uh, look it up on YouTube. I won't play it for you now. Maybe down the road in a podcast we'll play clips of it. But that was the Golden Globes, man. Oh, there was... You know what's trending today that bugs me is... Joaquin Phoenix's speech and I don't know if it's trending because people see him as a hypocrite like I do or if they maybe think he's drunk I don't I don't know he's a we I don't get a good vibe from him I feel like you can always faintly smell like whiskey and not good whiskey but I always like he's all you always get a waft of whiskey when you're near Joaquin Phoenix I don't know why I get that feeling but he, he just seems pompous too And in his speech, he tries to go off this theme that uh, was legitimately done by Ricky Gervais and Sasha Baron Cohen with legit gripes. And he just kind of rambles off and on. They start to play the music, trying to cue him to get off the stage. Um, And he talks about how we shouldn't be taking planes to these award shows. And, you know, this whole I'm going to be better than this speech while he's recognizing in himself that he isn't better than that because he's telling everybody we shouldn't be taking private planes to these things and i know i know i gotta do better i shouldn't be either so it's like dude just why don't you walk the walk for a little bit and then you can talk about the talk but he i'm not even gonna play his clips it's trending and i'm pissed that it is because it's not worth it unless it's for the disheveled look he has um and people are just laughing at that like Joaquin Phoenix get over yourself you're you're not this new second coming of the Joker I still haven't seen the Joker and I've kind of stayed away from it because it's him and how could could it really be I mean Heath Ledger set all be all Joker all right I gotta get going um I think that's everything I want to talk about in this podcast oh you know what I really want to do is update my website so if you haven't checked it out, bostonrobrobb.com, 
Um, I got a few things I want to put up there on the blog section. And also, I got to update. I have some new t-shirts on my Teespring. But I don't want to be sending you to a million different sites. Or two, I guess. You could go to teespring.com backslash bostonrobrobb. Or just bostonrobrobb.com. And the link for Teespring is in there. But I have some new t-shirts for sale up on those things. And yes, I am hawking my own products right now. But I hardly make any money. I'm still unemployed. I'm still looking for work. So if you want to support the podcast, you can always buy one of my t-shirts. I try to, you know, that's the funny thing. Teespring tells me to price them at like $22.99. And I'm like, nah, t-shirts are 20 bucks, okay? Hoodies should be like 30 and and that should be it. Teespring's like, oh, well, here's your profit margin. I'm like, I don't care about the product. I care about like the quality of the product and what the product is, that the product means something and that it's it's reasonably affordable. (laughs) You know, like Teespring's like, oh, your profit's going to be less. Like, piss off. How much of a cut does Teespring get? I don't even know. But I'm sure their profit margin's pretty good. Um, uh, Sorry for the... (laughs) I'm telling you, this year, destiny is all this year. 2020 is the year of the Bulls on Parade, baby. Plus, did you see the Coachella lineup? Rage Against the Machine is Friday night. They're night one with Run the Jewels. If that isn't the greatest night of Coachella ever, I don't know what is. You're getting raging. Well, I guess if Wu-Tang... I don't I don't even know if Wu-Tang's on there, but if Wu-Tang was there with Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine, that would be one of the greatest shows in the history of live sound. Um, we're going to talk about that at some point, Rage Against the Machine, and what we know and what we don't know. I do know this. Their Twitter posted something brilliant the other day. Their Twitter account, Rage Against the Machine's authentic Twitter, uh, posted a Craigslist ad for a band that was looking for people to join that was going to be a conservative rage against the machine and rage's headline to the tweet was darn you will do exactly what you tell us to and i thought gosh i'm so happy they're coming back for 2020 because the world needs more rage against the machine um so what was I getting about? Oh, we're wrapping up the podcast. I got to go pick up kids from school and work on more potty training. I got I got stuff to do. All right. I got to end it here. I might come back and edit this podcast later. But for you listening right now, this is all you're getting. All right. Welcome to season two. Destiny is all, folks. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on your iPhone, go to the iTunes podcast app and search Boston Rob Show. Scroll to the bottom. Click all five stars that leaves the podcast with five-star rating if you don't want to buy a t-shirt on my Teespring. And don't forget to check bostonrobrobb.com because I'm updating it this year. Destiny is all, baby. We're going to be doing everything. We're attacking it full throttle. It's the 20s. Go get some opium. All right. Much love. Spread love. Don't forget. Destiny is all. Peace.